Hi, and welcome to the Local 636 Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Akers. If this is your first time joining us, this podcast features interesting people, places, and things in St. Charles. If this is your first or fourth time listening, please subscribe and follow us on whatever platform you're listening to. Before we get to my guest today, there are a couple of events coming up in Frenchtown that I wanted to make sure you knew about. First, this weekend on November 13th is the Journey to the Fight at Olympia Center. If you remember my guest from last week, Dustin Hogue, this is his boxing match. There are still tickets left and you can get them by going to journeytothefight.com. All tickets include beer, water, and soda. And on December 9th, the local 636 podcast presents Emery, Songs and Stories at La Bella V. Emery, along with being one of my favorite bands of all time, is a national touring band who came out of the Warp Tour scene and have been active for about 20 years. This will be an acoustic set like you've never heard. They'll get into some stories of how the songs came to be and take questions from the audience as well. If you're a fan of live music, you definitely don't want to miss this unique experience. And in a few weeks, I'll have Devin Shelton, one of the vocalists of Emory, as a guest on my podcast. Today, I'm joined by John Hedgecourt of Rad Barbershop. This interview actually took place a few weeks ago, so some of the things we discuss have already happened. We talk about the shop moving locations, and as of November 6th, they're in their new spot at 918 North 2nd Street. That aside, I hope you enjoy my chat with John. Yeah, it's a little more, I don't know, like a little more hoppier than most wheat, but it's good. Yeah. You know. It's actually there. Um, I heard a secret that I wish I didn't know I heard. Yeah. This is the, you know, Schnickel Fritz. Yeah. They have a Schnickel Fritz light. Yeah. Is that this? Yeah. Most most beers, I figure most beers and coffee companies do that too. Yeah. Where they have this blend. Yeah. And then they're just re brand the blend, yeah. you know, or add a little, we'll change a little bit of this and that to make it, you know, yeah. brighter, or deeper. And yeah. it's like, um, what's the sunglass company that like, if you buy Ray-Bans or mm-hmm. Oakley's, that's all the same company. Yeah. It's like Luxottica or something. Yeah. They I just, so they just put different names on in charge, different prices. Yeah. And yeah, it's great. Great. Monopolies are great. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's get started, man. So all you right. are a barber. Yes. Is that the title you prefer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know just if there was a like a, yeah, no, you're not just a barber. You're cool no, I mean, barber. For, no, I mean, in like yeah. the name. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a professional. No, but there is one that floats around. Um, people call themselves. There's no delineation other than being, uh, I guess maybe a instructor, but they'll call themselves master barbers. Okay. And that's, it's a that's little too a close real, to dude. That's, <laughs> That's like, you've been barbering for two years. How are you a master barber? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Other countries have them and stuff like that, but I don't like that. It's not any more of a license than no. like what you have. It's no. just, yeah. No. Does it say that on your license? Does it no. say master barber? I don't barber? think so. Okay. No. I don't know. I haven't looked at it in a while. I don't think so. I'm going to start calling you that. <laughs> master barber. Master barber. It's a little close. Like if you slip up or something in the mm-hmm. end, you, you know, could cause some yeah. trouble. But yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so you're, you own and operate rad barbershop yep you're on second street yes um i guess what i'm most what i'm most interested in is your story how did you okay start how did you get to st charles okay well i've grown up st charles county my whole life okay so i've known about you know north second street uh uh north end of main street don't go down there you right no that's the bad part of town right you know? that's how i grew up so and obviously i've ended up in you know both areas so yeah um no, actually, I started in um, coffee for 14 years, and that's how I got to Main Street. Okay. okay. 
and started working for a little shop there. And then, um, you know, eventually worked for another company, becoming a roaster and um, starting cold brew program with them. Loved coffee. Okay. I still love coffee. Sure. Um, You're on a good street for coffee. Yes. Yeah. In fact, one of the guys, uh, one of the roasters, uh, Brandon, who comes in every week, we get to geek out. Okay. So I don't get to geek out on coffee with anybody. They're right. just like, that's nice, John. You know? Just, <laughs> yeah. You if know? you start talking to me about coffee, yeah. I know what it tastes like, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah. Oh, man, we'll talk about roast levels, this and that. Okay. What's a geisha and this and that. You know, throw out all the terms. We're like, oh, yeah, get all excited. Oh, man, I got this new Panama coming in. Oh, man, I can't wait for a day. You know, so we'll do all that. The little, you know, it's like, it's like you know, little girls on a, a spending the night together. Like, oh, yeah, the coffee. Yeah. Oh. It's kind of uh, like our dashboard conversation that earlier. Was, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, Anyway, so I started off doing that uh, for 14 years, thought that's what I was going to be when I grew up, and uh, actually had um, an epiphany. I was putting stickers on chai bottles, Okay. and I had this epiphany. The owners who owned the company were 10 years younger than me. Okay. Yeah, that's that's very, always weird. Very well it? off, yeah. which isn't a big deal. I don't really, you know, that doesn't bother me, but what bothered me was like, I was still kind of struggling, and I'm like... You know, working 50 hours a week, working two or three jobs. And I'm just like, you know what? I don't think I want to work for anybody else anymore. Yeah. And it was weird because this is like in my 40s. I'm like, okay, you know, I don't want a sports car or, you know, uh, I was like, whoa, this is kind of a weird thing. Why yeah. did I think this? And then was there something that triggered that? Did something happen that day or? I, I don't think so. I think I was just getting tired of like, you know, just that type of a setting of always having to, you know, answer for myself and my time and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I feel like, you know, I don't spend two hours in the toilet or, you know, <laughs> you know, taking a break or John go, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it wasn't anything like that. It just was like, I felt like I wanted to do something for myself. Sure. You know, there's a, do you think there's something to the, the punk rock attitude that contributes to that? Yeah. I don't like authority. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> that probably man. has a lot to do with it. It, I think it does. And um, so, for listeners that don't know John, John is um, very into punk rock. The shop is, uh, it's kind of like walking into uh, a punk rock club with the yeah. tour posters and the music playing, and very, very cool aesthetic. But um, I found that too with Derek from Frenchtown Tattoo. Yeah, has the same kind of feeling, uh, and I do as well. I'm the least punk rock out of you three. Um, but I, I have that same thing where someone telling me what to do is just, it doesn't go over well. I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. You know, depending. Yeah. And I've done it. I've yeah. had jobs. Um, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. So yeah, it's a lot kind of, of things happened when I turned 40. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got, the, I found the, the, I don't give a fuck gene. Okay. And I think that might have had a lot to do with it. Just things in my forties was like, I didn't care what people th- thought anymore. You know, yeah. I grew up thinking a lot about that, but just yeah i think when you're i think it's such a weird thing for men like when are you a man and all this stuff but i I think when you turn 40 and i'll be 40 in december and i'm kind of going through a similar revelation of you really kind of find yourself and you have these thoughts of like anti-establishment or anti-authority but i think you'd feel like you can't do anything about it yeah right you definitely can't when you're 20 i mean you can but like most of us don't Right. Some people do. And those are the people that probably we look up to. Yeah. The people that kind of forged their own way when they were in their late teens, early twenties, and especially like musically speaking. But I think when you get to that late thirties, 40, you kind of realize like, 
okay, I don't give a fuck, but also I can, I can like control that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think a lot of it had to do too, obviously with the, well, I'm Gen X, so I've been through the beginning of the internet and all that stuff, social media and all that. And I started to see people who are my friends and everything starting businesses on their own. Yeah. You know, I have a lot of friends that were doing that, you know, and I think I, that was part of it too, was realizing, well, maybe you can start your own business then. Yeah. You know? And I thought long and hard because coffee is is still a passion of mine. Sure. I thought about, do I start a roaster? Do I start a coffee house? Do I do anything like this? And at that moment in time, and this is my own thoughts, not a commentary on what's going on in St. Louis. Okay. But I felt I couldn't add anything to that conversation that wasn't already there. Okay. I felt like it was, I would be part of the oversaturation of those things. And I didn't want to do that. What year, what year is this? Give me a reference. Uh, or how long ago? Probably, I want to say about five years ago or okay. so. Five or six years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, a good friend of mine, um, she's a stylist, and I was just kind of talking this over with her, and she was like, well, why don't you look at being a barber? I okay. Like, oh, I never thought of that. And then I started kind of looking it up, looking up the culture. Sure. Um, that's something else, you know, I love lifestyle brands okay and i love cultures okay um especially within you know different things you know mm-hmm. lowrider culture you know chicano culture okay um you know things like that i love these things okay and so i started looking into the culture of being a barber and um i was uh like okay this is kind of like being a barista but it's hair you know all right yeah and i have them longer than you know five or ten minutes so uh I found out too, uh, here in St. Charles, we have a barber college. So I was like, well, damn, that's like right down the road from me. I could come okay. home from work, go to there and not have to drive a long distance yeah. to go to bed. Yeah. So, um, went there, met the guy, started talking to him and everything and was like, damn, yeah, this, this sounds good. I really like this. Okay. And I love the idea. Um, same thing with coffee is, um, being able to create okay. and to do things. But the thing that really struck me was there's lots of movement in within the the um, industry sure. to learn new things, new stuff, new this and that. But there's a very, very rich history. And I love that. Yeah. I love seeing the old classic cuts, yes. you know, learning to do a proper, you know, flat top, you know, learning the Peaky Blinders cuts, you right. know, and stuff, you know, that were way back, the pompadours that were popular and, and then mixing them in with, you know, some of the more current trends and stuff. And I just started to like, you know, really embrace all of that. And just loved, I love the idea of being close to people. I can't, I can't work in a cubicle. Sure. You pay me six figures and I'd go nuts after a couple of weeks. Of course. Yeah. So. No, I mean, it's pretty obvious that you, that you love people. Um, and then again, just from walking into your shop and the aesthetic, it's like, it's not just a stale barbershop. Yeah. You've got your personality. You've got your, what you like in there. Um, and that's just, it's so cool to me to hear that you wanted to do it not because like you have a passion for like literally cutting hairs. Right. But the culture and that's so cool. That's something I never even would have thought of as to why someone would get into being a master barber yeah, such as yourself. Right. I mean, uh, there's, there's like, there's the art and science of everything. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. And the science is what you, 
what you go to the college for and, and you have to learn and you have to execute that. But what I'm hearing is that you're maybe not more interested, but what led you to it was the art of it. Is that, yes. is that fair? Yeah. I mean, just the, Hey, I get to interact with people. I get to be creative. Yeah. Um, and then when was the idea, like, was the idea always to start your own place or how does that process work once you go through the college and all that stuff? Yeah. Um, so since I grew up in the seventies and eighties, um, I never went to a barbershop because right. that was, you know, Leonard Skinner time and everybody's growing their hair out okay. and everything <laughs> and stuff. So guys, and actually that was when the barbershops took a really big hit Sure, because guys were growing their hair out. And as a barber, you don't really deal with you just kind hair. of cut it at home if you have long hair, no, I guess. You go to a salon. You go to a salon. Yeah. Okay. My mom would take us to her salon and okay. or she'd cut it herself and yeah. yeah, and I had longer hair and you know, after a while that's just what you did, or then I ended up, you know, cutting it myself and yeah. stuff and you know, things like that. So that industry took a really big, you know, hit. Yeah. Um, so what I did when I went to school was I started calling barbershops or popping in and asking them if I could come in and okay. hang out okay. just watch barbershop flow just hang out wow chat watch the business side watch the interaction and secretly which it wasn't so secretly they knew sure. what i was doing of course also to um you know to meet yeah the shop owners and network stuff. and exactly you're gonna need a, a job i'm gonna need a point. job when i come out and if a yeah. dude already knows me yeah you know he can be like all right man you were pretty cool yeah. so you know let's see what you got you know and then we're already 10 steps ahead sure so that's what i figured i was gonna do Let um, me, i want to ask you about growing up uh, i don't know about the 70s but i grew up in the 80s and yeah i guess 90s um but they're definitely if there were barber shops i wasn't aware of them right. like we just went to great clips or whatever, whatever was available. And, you know, as a kid, I don't, I I guess as a a man or a boy, you kind of don't care to a certain extent. I mean, at at some point you do start to care and you maybe you start to style it or whatever, but yeah, I mean, we would just go to great. I don't remember there being a barbershop anywhere. I don't remember talking about that. I don't remember anyone going to a barbershop. So has there been a resurgence, uh, like in actual locations or just I mean, do you, I don't know what to say. What about that? Like, yeah, there's, there certainly seems to be, okay. Um, obviously, and as, as much as I hate the, just the, the, the beardliness of people equating (laughs) that with their manliness. Okay. Okay. I hate that type of culture, even though I, I, yeah, that's half my stuff. Is like it, meaning stuff. like to be a man, you have to have this, exactly this great beard. Yeah. 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 I have a little patch on my chin. That's uh, 47 years old. So it's like, you know, <laughs> I can't grow facial. Hair. So maybe I'm shaved. jealous. Yeah. Right. I might be jealous. I might be, um, I can grow a great pencil mustache like okay. Gomez Adams. Sure. A little, little space in the middle and everything. So, yeah, <laughs> but, um, no, I think it's the same thing. I don't remember even my dad, you know, his hair wasn't long. Yeah. But it was definitely, he looked like, you know, had the polyester suit. And I've seen pictures of it, you know, polyester suit. Yeah. You know, just the hair kind of looked like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Okay. You know, so even he went to a salon. Okay. And I do remember, though, going with my mom to a friend of her salon. So it was an independent. So we never went to like, you know, Great Clips or I don't even remember those places. Okay. Just a barbershop. Yeah. So those were the types of places that we would go to, you know, and get our hair cut. And, 
Yeah. And then after a while, I just started growing mine out. Okay. And then, and then I got this wild hair when I was 22. No pun intended. Sure. Um, I was like, I want a different hairdo. Because my hair was down to the middle of my back. Okay. Okay. And I had it shaved underneath because it was so big. Um, the undercut. It was. Yeah. It was like Slash's hair. So okay. I had to like pull some girth back. And uh, so I shaved <laughs> underneath. Um, I decided I don't want a preppy haircut. Okay. So I shaved it bald. Oh. I just took the clippers to it and shaved it all off. Yeah. Kept that for 23 years. Because what year? You're 22 in what year? Mm-mm-mm. Let's see. This is like 90. I know. I'm sorry. There's math here. Five-ish? 95. So, 94, 95? Yeah. So that was, I was not 22 then. Yeah. But uh, I did have an undercut. Yeah. And that was the, that was the quote popular thing yeah. to have. Not that I was popular, but I had the popular haircut. Yeah. So you went just full anti yeah. I mean, just opposite of culture yeah. there. Okay. Uh, kind of. I mean, I grew up, I grew up in, you know, in the eighties and I, I'm a musician. So like the hair bands was, you know, sure. so I had hair okay. down to the middle of my back. So yeah. I grew it all out, yeah. you know? And then, yeah, the nineties, it was funny because a lot of those bands did kind of start cutting their hair. They did. Shorter. Yeah. But I, I, I didn't want to part it anywhere and do this. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to shave it all off. Remember when Metallica cut their hair? Yeah. Oh my God. Deal. That's a big deal. I mean, it was like yeah. a, it was like this, this sin. I know. I mean, it was, I mean, they also put out some crappy albums at the time. So that, yeah. I don't think that helped, <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was a big deal. So you cut your hair. I, mm-hmm. it sounds like around the same time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just shaved it all off. It's so. easier to manage. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Way easy. Okay. So you're in barber college yes. in St. Charles. Yes. You're kind of doing some recon at some mm-hmm. barber shops. Yep. Um, Let's pick up there. What happened? Okay. So um, the director of the school came to me and he said, hey, this woman came up to me and she told me she has a barbershop for sale. Okay. And he's like, I'm going to go look at it um, in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go look at it after school. He's like, you know, just kind of keep that in your mind. All right. I'm like, okay. I don't know. I don't what know for? What that means. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay. And uh, come to find out um, the woman... Um, came to him wanting to sell it and he was actually thinking about buying it for himself and okay. like having a shop maybe even a place to like you know send students when they graduate all right you know because he could see the best of the best then you know and possibly gotcha. give him a job and and things um he came back to me and he was like man he's like she wants more than what i can pay for and she won't take a penny less he's like i can't do it i just he just moved the shop or his uh, school and he went from a six chair school to like a, uh, I think sixteen chair okay. school. So it was a huge move, big, big investment renovation. for him. He had just done it like a month or two earlier. So what this um, this lady that's selling? Mm-hmm. What is she selling? Is she selling the, like uh, the building? Is she selling the business, the clientele, the business? The, so everything okay. that comes with it. She was renting the spot. Okay. And come to find out, the spot she was in. Had been a barbershop since the late 60s. Okay. So it'd been, you know, had that reputation of. So she's just like, look, here's an established mm-hmm. shop. We've got yep. X amount of clients coming in. Yep. They're going to keep coming here if it's long as it's still a barbershop. Yeah. Basically, I'm selling you the rights to this or. Everything. Yeah. Okay. And then everything inside. And then the chairs okay. and everything. Sure. Yeah. So the whole business. Okay. Yep. And um, he told me about it and I was like, oh, man. Like, I wonder if I could do that. So I started like brainstorming and thinking about it and everything. And okay. the more I thought about it, 
I had two of us. So me and a friend, we, we, we went in and bought the business together. Okay. So we went in, um, to it, knowing that she had clientele, right? I didn't. And there was also a, uh, an older barber. His name is, his name is John. Okay. He, John is still with you. Yes. He is. He's he, when we bought the shop, he was about 72. Okay. 72 years old. He came with it and he's an old school barber. So I loved watching him cut, you know, that was amazing. Um, so we thought about it. John was still there and all that. I'm from St. Charles County. That was the biggest thing. And I lived down the street from the shop. Okay. So I'm thinking, this would be a great opportunity because I'm going to be able to, you know, really help grow this thing. Yeah. You know? And, um, so, you know, did a little bank robbing and we ended up with being able to come up with the money. We're past the statute on that. So it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, so we came up with the money and bought the shop and it was scary as hell because like I went from getting paychecks to, uh no clients no pay yeah now is this the shop is this your first shop that's on elm it was on elm on elm okay Mm -hmm. next to the The, iga the old iga okay Uh yeah so are you done with your schooling at this point yes you are a master barber at this point no i'm not a master barber stop (laughs) that i'm a licensed barber there you go you're a licensed barber at this point no job you're still working at uh you're still doing the coffee thing so you have some income or no Uh, Kind of. Okay. I was a, a little bit kind of tearing in and out. Sure. And by the way, when I bought the shop, I'm sorry, I thought you meant now. When I bought the shop, I was not finished with school. Okay. So um, I would I would work in there on Saturdays when the state was closed. <laughs> um, you know, cutting a few heads, getting some. You mean no one, finished. not one of your clients came in and asked to see your license? No. That is ridiculous. No, but I was, yeah. <laughs> But, um, and it really, it was only like a month, yeah. um, before I graduated. And once I graduate, then you end up with a student license. Okay. So then you can cut in shops. Sure. So I just did like Saturdays and then I would do all the running. Like I would go to the bank and I would do all the things. Learning you know, the kind of the business right. side. So my friend was in there. Um, John was in there and then the old owner decided to stay for a little while to help transition. Okay. So she wasn't gone. And then when everybody else come in and goes, where's Carmen, what's right. going on here? And, you know, think we like buried her in the backyard and took the business from her. So that way she could, you know, properly say, Hey, look, I sold the business to these guys and stuff. Sure. You know, here yeah. you are. And, um, so then after about a month, I was able to work, you know, during the week and everything. So, okay. But yeah, it was kind of scary because yeah. i didn't have the other jobs yeah at that point. you're you're transitioning and you're you're going on i mean this is this is the punk rock god the diy this uh, is the diy mm-hmm. yeah this is what it is like i'm tired of doing this mm-hmm. i want to do something for myself i want to learn it sounds like you already had a craft the way you talk about coffee but i want to learn this art this new mm-hmm. craft this new culture and you just have to go for it sometimes yeah. yep um, I, I talked to so many people who older people in particular, who they look back and I wish I would have done this. Mm-hmm. I should have done this. Yeah. And man, it's hard to do. It's hard to pull the trigger yes. on that. Yes. Um, it was very scary. Yeah. Yeah. You're going, you've got rent now. You've got, I've got kids. You've got kids. Yeah. You've got some sort of payroll or does that, they get paid? No, basically uh, we were basically paid, um, commission. Okay. But obviously with me and my friend being the owners, um, 
we had to make sure the rent was paid. We sure. had to make sure everything in addition to making sure John got paid, you know, so it yeah. was like, you know, his paycheck always came through, but ours was contingent on, you know, sure. Whether or not, you know, the rent from the place was paid, you know, and all that. Yeah. Now was that first shop called rad? Yeah. When we bought it, um, it was the former, uh, person's name. So, and that was something else we had thought about was, um, we wanted something new, kind of exciting, something when you hear it, it makes you stop. Sure. Um, there's a lot of places, you know, in the area of St. Charles barbershop, you know, Joe's barbershop or, you know, even the street Hawthorne, I think at one point it was called Hawthorne, okay. you know, barbershop. So the street it's on and yeah. all of that stuff was like, okay, okay. It's I, fine. I want something. Yeah. You know, give me something spicy. Yeah. You know, and both of us liked actually, she's from California. Okay. I love California culture. And sure. so we were thinking, and there's actually a coffee place okay. in Northern California. So make sure you guys look them up. They're called Rad Coffee. Okay. Okay. And I thought, man, it's such a such a bitch it's name. A, yeah. I'm like, that's so freaking cool. Yeah. And I'm like, but we're not in coffee. We're not even associated with. So let's just let's do that. Let's call Rad Barbershop. Sure. You know. We, you weren't worried about like infringing on their name or anything, no. right? Okay. No. Yeah. I, I thought you. Yeah. May, maybe we're going there, but no. No. Well, I had to think about it initially. I was like, well, is that too close to like? No, nah, it's a word. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the way I thought about it. Yeah. yeah. And it's great because it's a word that is already, it's already past its like prime. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like, it's not like, I don't know the cool words now, like faded or, I mean, I I literally, I don't know, but the, (laughs) yeah, but the point is I don't know them. Right. Right. I know rad. Everyone knows what rad means. It's not going anywhere. It's not really used much anymore, except maybe in, um, um, to be funny or whatever, but right. It's such a cool name. It stands out. It's simple. Yep. It's it's to the point. Yep. You kind of know what to expect when you walk in there a little bit, mm-hmm. I think. Right? Like you don't, you don't, uh, you're not like I'm going to Red Barbershop and it's going to be white walled and, right. uh, Black you know, and white floors and just, yeah, clean yeah. corners and yeah. like symmetry. Coats. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. You know what you're getting no. when you walk into Red. Right. Yeah. One of the things um, we also loved, um, and everybody who works there, by the way, all my barbers are amazing. It's funny because John puts up with so much in his 70s and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I have to apologize to him sometimes because sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. And like we're getting ready to make our second move in a year. Yeah. And I have to I go, John, I'm really sorry, man. Yeah. I know you put up with a lot. I wonder if he goes home and tells his wife, you'll never know what he's doing. Today, <laughs> These man. kids. I know. Tell me about the tell me about the vibe. OK. Um, the vibe of the shop. We've always obviously if you walk in, you see you know, Patrick and I and Rhea, you know, and even our new, um, uh, new barber, Katie, um, have tattoos yeah. and stuff like that. And when people walk in, they actually say, wow, this is like a tattoo shop. Yeah. Good. That's kind of the feel yeah. that we wanted. And I remember I told you before, I'm not used to like, I don't like just the status quo on things yeah. and all that. Um, even having John there, who's a little bit older, doesn't have tattoos or anything like that. Yeah. Um, it fits the 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 thing perfectly because it's very communal. Yeah. Um, if you've ever walked into a barber shop, the chairs are always facing out. They don't face the mirrors usually. Right. That's because they it's inviting for everyone to partake in any conversation that's going on. So people who are waiting to get their haircut will be chatting with the barber, right. you know, in the chair next to me, and my guy might be chatting with 
you know, that same conversation, you know, yeah. and so everybody's invited to every conversation. And especially with a place like this, we want people to feel at home, um, no matter what they look like, um, which actually brings me to another point. Um, one of the things we wanted to do from the very beginning is we are very inclusive in our barbershop. Okay. We don't distinguish between gender. Okay. So as long as you have short hair, we don't care. Okay. Um, if you come in with long hair, you're going to come out with short hair. That's the only thing. <laughs> right. So we are, we are hippie slayers, but, um, so that's the only short hair. Don't care. That's right. Okay. And, um, when I bought the shop actually too, a lot of barber shops will charge you extra if you're a female. Okay. Because um, the hair is longer. No, I assume? not no. even that. Okay. Not even that. Just because it's always been a haven for dudes. Okay. Okay. So. Oh, okay. Someone like if you want like to come here, you're going to, you're going to pay, pay the extra, luster. which is, we're all familiar with the pink tax. So that was one of the things you've never heard that. I've you? not heard that. Um, there's, we can oh, talk about man. it if we want. Yeah. I'll just throw a little bit out there. But okay. if you, if you Google, you know, pink tax and, and look it up, most products and things mm -hmm. that are, um, I get, I see where you're going with this. Yeah. Pointed self-care stuff, things like that always Beauty. are a little more expensive. Like a, a female is going to pay more for like the same amount of hair product right. or shampoo. Yes. Well, you know what? I, I mean, I am married and we do buy shampoo yeah. and it is ridiculous. Right. I mean, and I, you know, part of me thinks like, Oh, do I just not care? So I buy the cheap stuff, but no, like it's on the whole, it's right. Two or 300% more right. <laughs> for right. shampoo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, even services, um, even some of the salons, if you go in, and you have a short pixie cut, chances are you'll pay the same amount as someone who has longer hair. Okay. You know, and that's usually more than a barbershop. So right there is if you came to the barbershop with a short cut, I'm gonna charge you the same price as, you know, the three hundred other people who came in this week with short hair. Okay. You're gonna get the same price yeah. regardless of gender. But also within that, we purposely did that because we um we are affirming within the LGBTQ community. Mm -hmm. um, we uh, want to help people who are in transition. Okay. And we've partnered, um, oh man, because of COVID, we haven't seen two of them. All but right. The very first um, um, pride that they had out here um, that was out at the family arena. Yeah. We went there and we gave away free haircuts. Oh, cool. And we were next to a spot that was doing makeup tutorials, again, for people who are transitioning and may not know how to handle What do I do with short hair? Yeah. What kind of short hair style would look good on me? Um, you know, I'm going to start dabbling in makeup. What is, what is that going to look like on me? How do I approach that and everything? Yeah. And being able to openly, you know, help, you know, someone. But that's part of our you know, being very inclusive within our shop yeah. and everything. So like I said, that fits the whole vibe. So John being there really, I love it because I have women barbers. I have male barbers. Right. I have John who's old school and we call him the OG. Okay. We call him the OG. He is, his style is very, very classic. And I love watching how he cuts yeah. and I've taken a lot from him. And I think it all culminated a couple of months ago. He came up to Patrick and I, and he said, um, Patrick's 30. Okay. And I'm in my 40s. And John goes, I want you guys to show me how you fade. Okay. And I'm like, dang. Was he, was he like testing you or was no, he? Okay. No, he was he trying, he's trying to learn a new. 
right. A new, okay. a new skill. Okay. And I, that just really like, that's like, cool. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Cause we're always up his butt. We're always like, John, excuse me. How do you taper? Yeah. You know, show me how you taper. Show me how you do this. Show me how you do that. Yeah. And we always like, you know, show, oh man, that's really cool. And I watch him and watch how he cuts and things. And I've changed some of my style yeah. to fit more barbershoppy, you know, okay. and be more of that, you know, style and yeah. more old school. That is very cool. So yeah, I I do remember the first uh, first haircut I got there. You know, the a normal place you go to, you're looking at the mirror, mm-hmm. like the stylist is behind you. Right. You're looking at the mirror. You're watching this person cut your hair. Right. Um, yeah, yours is different. The chairs, as you said, face inward. And I think the first time I was nervous, not with any for any reason just because it was not what I was used to. Right? right. You're used to watching your hair get cut. Right. And like, if something, not that anything would be messed up, but like you would see it, Yeah, you know, and you, you don't spin it around till the end right? to look at it. But it is very cool because you've got, like I said, you've got music playing, you've got cool art on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always a conversation in there. Right. Um, and that's a, that's a cool vibe. So I didn't, you know, is that a, that is a thing from, that's a, that's an aesthetic of barbershops. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. And you learned that from just from when you were doing your recon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just noticing. And again, I, I always want to know the thing below the thing. Okay. I always want to know why, why is something the way it is? And to me, once I researched, you know, and thought about that for a long time, I was like, yeah. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. Whether or not they even was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. The very first barber was like, this is what we're going to do. Sure. But now everyone, it's the thing of anything where everyone just does it this way because that's the way the person before them did it. It, Yeah, it could be. And I've seen shops do it either way. Yeah. I like this for our shop. This is the way it fits our aesthetic and our vibe. Yeah. I dig it too. It's very welcoming. It's very inviting. You know, for one, when you walk in the chairs facing you. Right. You know, so it's like, hey, just sit down. Yeah. Um, So tell me about you're at, you're on Elm or Hawthorne. Mm Mm-hmm. Tell me what happened to get you down to Frenchtown. Okay. Again, I've grown up in the area my yeah. whole life. Um, I love Frenchtown area, you know, and I've always liked, you know, kind of what, you know, the area was, the history and all that. And um, I met a good friend of mine, um, Brandon, who owns Course Coffee. Okay. And we got to chatting and everything. And I told him about what I was thinking about doing. And he's like, dude, all these businesses are coming down here. He's like, yeah. just do it. Yeah. I'm like, but I'm afraid. Yeah. I said, I don't know. And he's like, just do it. Just move down here. So I started looking at places and I found a place for rent and everything. And it was, it's in a house. And so like the first two rooms, you know, are like in a house. And yeah. Let me, let me stop you there. How did you, um, and the reason I'm stopping you, you'll, you'll understand is because I've obviously having a business in French town and talking to other business owners. Um, my experience has been the same even 10 years later. So how did you find that building for rent? Um, that one actually had us actually, it was next door to it. Okay. Had a sign up okay. that says for rent or sale. But the way you say that, you know, that it, that's a rare thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I was hoping for this great story of, you know, we found this building and the guy lives in Ecuador and we had to, yeah. you know, <laughs> I had to fly down there and, uh, and meet with them yeah. the banana plantation. Yeah. Because that's a lot of, that's how a lot of, um, a lot of, um, real estate gets sold and leased mm-hmm. in Frenchtown. 
Yeah. There's not a lot of for rent signs. Right. Yeah. Right. I, um, well, actually, before I found this building, I went to all the businesses down there and I introduced myself saying I was wanting to come down there. If they heard of anything, let me know. Okay. And I got this phone call from this dude at the shop. All right. And he's like, yeah, man, I don't live in the area. And he doesn't live in Ecuador, but he lives in Michigan or something. (laughs) Oh, wow. Like another place in the U.S. Okay. And he's like, I have a building for rent down there. Oh, wow. You know, I can send somebody over with the key and stuff and you can go look at it. And it was going to end up being too much in rent for us. Wasn't going to work. But um, so it was funny that that did kind of happen. Yeah. And then I stumbled on this other building. Okay. You know, and then, like I said, it was next door to the building I'm actually in. Gotcha. He's like, I said, ah, this is not going to work. He goes, well, I have this other building. Right. And it's, <laughs> it's going to be available in October. So I was like, well, let me look at that one. And that one, you know, when we walked in, I was like, yeah, this will be cool. And that was, you know, that, was that last October? Or that two? I went in? Yeah. Yeah. And we, we started business there November 1st. Of? Of last year. Of so, 20. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. In the middle of everything. I know. That was another scary That's kind of nuts. Yeah. yeah. But I figured, uh, well, if we're going to do it, might as well do it. You know? Sure. How was, uh, how did that affect your business when it was, we're talking about COVID for people that mm-hmm. don't, may not know or may be right. under a rock. How did that affect your business back there on, at the original RAD? Yeah. We, um, we ended up closing for six weeks. Okay. Um, I, I think it was kind of a blessing in disguise. We weren't in business long enough to be able to. Uh, apply for any of the PPE stuff. Okay. Plus, I'm not a fan of getting in bed with the government and sure. stuff like that. Yeah. All the rules were changing everything. So I started uh, uh, GoFundMe. Okay. And we paid the bills with that for the six weeks. Very cool. And um, people started coming back. And, you know, we just kind of went back into business slowly. Okay. Luckily, it was just, you know, Patrick and I. And John laid low because obviously being in his 70s, he was high risk. Sure. So that actually helped us. You know, I didn't have to like, you know, Lanny Barber's right. off or anything. So he laid low for probably four months before okay. he even came back. And, um, you know, so um, we were in there doing that. And it was very slow going. Yeah. But yeah, I saw the build and build a little more and build and build and build. And finally we got to the point where it was like, you know, we're getting more back to normal. Yeah. You know, so cool. it was slow going, but yeah. And during the move, um, I mean, did that. I guess that slowed stuff down a little bit. Not, no, not really. Because what we did was we left one chair. Like I had everything ready to go. Ah, okay. And one weekend I took everything except one chair. All right. The TV. It's like and the, uh, the register was still in the old spot and everything else was in the new spot. Yeah. Cause all my inspections, they have to see it like ready for business. Okay. So I moved the two chairs over to the new place and gotcha. got it all set up. Like stations. the, uh, what is the Baltimore Colts when they moved to India or whatever yeah. in the middle of the night, kind of just like showed yeah. up and everything's gone. Yep. But that's cool. Yep. So you're ready. You had a plan. You're ready to set up. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, you're yeah. on second street for a year and you have some, I don't know when this is going to come out, but right. you have some news that maybe, yep. maybe it's already happened or yep. maybe it'll be news I, to someone. I threw it out on social media. Okay. I asked everybody if they want to hear a little secret. Okay. And I put up a coming Sue sign in our new place. And I do want to correct you on one thing. Okay. Because this is, this is not, it's partially us, but partially the community that we are moving into. Okay. okay. Um, coming down to Frenchtown is one of the best things. 
Sure. We have walk-by traffic. We have drive-by traffic. I have all the other businesses that right. have supported us and told people to come to us and who come to us themselves and everything. Yeah. Um, we haven't been here a year. Okay. I literally have been here 10 months. Oh, wow. Um, November 1st would be one year. November, okay. So that to me is like kind of, wow, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. And we started feeling about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Um, two months ago, I was starting to see it. And I knew eventually we'd get to the point. I had no idea it'd be within a year, but I've, I added another barber since moving. Yeah. And we are up to five chairs in the space we are in. And when it's really busy and we have the five chairs rolling, we're out of room. Yeah. People are waiting outside to get in and everything. Isn't that awesome? And oh man, yes. How much of that? I I think I know the answer. I think I know what you're going to say because you kind of already said it, but how much of that do you attribute to just your location? Oh, everything. Okay. I mean, we were on, we were on the other side of, of a building. We weren't even on the front side with IGA, you know, with the old uh, grocery store. We're on the side of the building and there used to be a bank that's closed and it's been closed for years. Okay. So you're losing that traffic. So we have no traffic and we're too far off the road and stuff. So when we came out here, plus I, I, I feel like it's a lot of, uh, just a snowball effect. Sure. We, um, I've gotten better. Patrick's gotten better, okay. you know, and, um, we just started getting great reviews. Yeah. Started people on social media, start to tell other people about us yeah. and say, you know, Hey, you know, I'm looking for a new barbershop or somebody to trim my beard. Where can I go? You know? And I started seeing multiple people say, Hey, you should go to rad barbershop. Yeah. Well, it's a cool, it's a cool space. And when you, when you have a good experience somewhere, like no one's going to be like, you know, go see, um, Susie at great clips. Right. I'm right. sure she's fine and that's fine. Yeah. But like, you're just, you're not going to share that. You're not going to recommend that. But when you go to a cool spot, um, that's not only in a cool location, but that has a cool vibe that we've talked about and you just yeah. get a cool experience. I think you're going to want to share that. Yeah. Um, it makes it easy to share it too. Yes. And it makes it kind of cool because you're like, Oh, this is where I go. Cool. Go check out this place. Right. Right. Um, so kind of like a, I don't say a perfect storm, but that's cool. So you're getting, you're just getting more years, more experience, the people you're in a spot that's got, you know, heavy traffic. You've got business owners on the shop or on the, I'm sorry, you've got business owners on the street that are, why wouldn't you come in there? Right. Right. Like my office is on that street. Why wouldn't I just walk down there? It's way easier for me to walk down there and get a haircut. Right. I think you hit it on the head. It was kind of a perfect storm. Okay. Cause we were getting so busy. And again, I knew we would outgrow eventually. I didn't know it's going to be this quickly. Right. And I was literally driving down the road, heading home and across the street from the new tattoo shop. Right. They put a sign up for rent. Okay. In a storefront. And I was like, oh, which as we've addressed is a rare yes, thing. Very rare. <laughs> yes. And I was like, Oh damn. So I drove by it and then the next day I drove back by it and I just started really thinking about it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to call the phone number and go look at it. Yeah. So I actually drove by there and peeked in just to make sure, you know, it wasn't yeah. like, Hey, there's no back half to the building. Right. Which again is another thing that happens. A normal here thing in front. Yes, yeah. correct. Um, so I looked in there and it was huge inside. I'm like, okay, well this, this would work. Yeah. I started envisioning in my head, called the guy, went and looked at it and just was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be perfect. Yeah. Perfect for what we're heading to. Yeah. You know, and, um, 
I was, again, perfect storm. I was like, all this stuff's happening, this and that. You know, it's going to bump right up to the time where my lease is Races done. Up, right? and, oh, man. Yeah. Very cool. So how many chairs will you have room for in there? Okay. So. <laughs> I'm sitting down. I, I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever get to this point. Okay. But Patrick and I were counting spots okay. and, and everything. And we think that we could comfortably, very comfortably, mm-hmm. fit nine chairs in there. Wow. Um, is it just going to be, let's just barber or are you going to, are you going to have other stuff in there? What's the vision for that? I actually, I have two friends who own barbershops in the city. Okay. And one of them, she actually turned part of her bar, our barbershop into, she got a liquor license and everything and has a little bar where they can make like, you know, five or six mixed drinks. Oh yeah. You can buy beer and stuff like that yeah. there. And then I have another one who's got a whole like lounge area okay. where they hang out and you, and she's got a tap where you can pour your own beer, Very cool, you know, yeah. and again, hang out and chat with everybody. Yeah. So I definitely want it to be an experience. Um, we're still at the forefront of like, what does that look like? Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, I've got a big enough space. I would love to, you know, be able to use the space. Um, like one of the things we're thinking about is shit. Occasionally I'd love to have somebody in there playing music mm. like a live thing while we're you know, while you're working yeah yeah or even you know if we're just hanging out doing something you yeah know? i don't know i don't just little things like that we've we've thought about that's and cool. are kind of tinkering with so we aren't really sure yet plus the space is big enough if down the road we decide we want to add or do something else we can you can always do it yeah yeah very awesome and so you'll be in there when officially we're looking at november 1st okay november 1st but don't be surprised if we end up in there a couple weeks early Okay. But we'll see. Either way, you'll be on 2nd Street. Yes. People know yeah. where to go. Yeah, we're like uh, three-ish blocks south of where we are now. Same side of the street. We're on the riverside and everything. Okay. Um, You've mentioned several times growing up here, you're still here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I have to ask if you love St. Charles. It seems very clear that you do. Um, So what do you love about St. Charles? Why do you oh, love man. it? What do you love about it? I didn't prep you for this one. No, Sorry. that's okay. I tried to escape a few times. I okay. have, I've lived in Nashville <laughs> and I lived in St. Louis City. Okay. Um, so I tried to escape a few times and I still end up coming back. Sure. I think I love the idea of the what it can be. Like, for example, um, talking about North 2nd Street, um, it's kind of been defunct for a while. And this is the first time we've seen, you know, the movers and shakers actually go forward with some of the things they promised. Right. And then to see the kind of things, you know, that are down here and, uh, just seeing what the, what, what could be. I love that idea. I love mm-hmm. being a part of that. You know, what kind of businesses, what kind of, um, you know, feel are we going to have down here? Yeah. You know, and I love where we're headed. Does that kind of, so. does that kind of like, um, for me, again, going back to like the punk DIY, it's almost like a clean slate. When you look at Second Street, that's the trouble of drinking beer on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> bubbly. It's like a you look at Second Street and you're like, man, this could be that. It would be cool if we yeah. had this. It'd be cool if we had this. Like right. the potential of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that's that's it. You know, and then obviously growing up here, because I can have conversations with 
guys about, you know, what did it used to look like out mm-hmm. here? Um, when I grew up in O'Fallon, what did it used to look like in right. Wentzville? And, you know, all these places I've lived, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, being able to talk with anybody about how things used to be and the direction they're headed and just being part of the history yeah. of, the, of this place. Yeah. That's really important to you. I yeah. can tell like the, the history, yeah. the culture of, of things. And you mentioned yeah. that with, with barbering and, um, kind of get that same feeling for yeah. this area. Um, all right, let's turn that on its head. What does St. Charles need? Let me expand on that because, because that can be like, what would you like to see here? What do you want to fix? You know, kind of big picture. What does St. Charles need? Mm. Well, I kind of like the idea. I've always thought, um, being able to, you know, move into the, you know, 21st century and okay. all that, you know, want to see people who were, um, artists and things. I think there's been, you know, and then in my idea, obviously, you know, artists are tattoo artists or, right. you know, I just came back from a trip in Atlanta Okay. and, uh, I think it was the little five points neighborhood and there's like murals and stuff on the sides of buildings sure. and yeah. things like it's just beautiful they do that out in the grove you know in different yep. parts of st louis yeah things like that just the arts and just allowing a place to become its 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 own identity and yeah. its own you know i think that really gives a good feeling to you know that's something i'd love to see more of okay you know so i think um just for as an aside i think there are a lot of ordinances and mm-hmm. laws currently that probably prevent that, that, right. that is in the process. All this stuff is in the works of, of being changed and loosening regulations. And I just had Derek Hydorn on of right. Frenchtown tattoo company. And yep. we were talking about the, the licensing oh that gosh, was required yeah. to be a tattoo shop. You had to be yeah. a doctor. Right. And that just got loosened to, to allow for a tattoo shop. Yeah. So I think you'll see a lot of, Hopefully, I think you'll see a lot of deregulation. Um, I know Mayor Borgmeyer, whatever you think about him, is uh, is a very pro-business yeah. politician, right? Yeah. Um, and wants less regulation to see some of those things open up. Yeah. Um, and I think Frenchtown is prime for it. Right. There's a lot of old buildings that you can, you know, with high visibility that yeah. a mural would look great on. Yeah. And I think, too, I love the idea, and I've heard you know him say before that, he wants it to have its own identity from like Main Street. We don't want mm-hmm. to copy Main Street, which I exactly. love Main Street. Sure. I mean, I've, but that's I've its own thing. It. But yeah, but yeah, let's do that. And it's not Streets of St. Charles. Right. It's something else. And I love that idea. And I think heading in the direction that we are more artisanal, you know, with the possibility of a brewery coming down, you know, you have a coffee roaster. Right. You know, we have a lot of these arts that people don't think about just, you know, tattoos they don't think of barbering as an art sure but it is it's yeah its own art form. absolutely you know and just allowing these things to culminate you know within a community i think is a very good thing very cool um let's hit some rapid fire we're gonna do right. some saint charles superlatives okay, okay so keep these within okay not the city but to saint charles yeah. county limits all right best burger best burger best burger oh man that's a tough one well in homage to a good friend of mine. Okay. I would have to say um, the old uh, chicken's place. Okay. He had one of the best. Did have a good burger. Burgers. Yes. It was yeah. absolutely delicious there. RIP chickens. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, chickens is still alive. Sorry, we should clarify. Yeah, yeah chickens is podcast. alive, but but his business is closed. But yeah, yeah, yeah they had they probably had one of the best burgers. Chickens did have a, a good yep. burger, good food all around there. Oh yeah, definitely. Yep. yep. Um, let's stick with food and go best pizza. Best pizza. Hmm. These are fun. Yeah. You like going around. Um, I would say now, obviously it has to do with one of the great things about being out here is that we have all the styles. We have St. Louis, we have Chicago, we have all of that. Yep. Um, you said St. Charles, St. Charles County. Okay. Um, I'll say Frankie Tocos. Okay. Right on Maine. Yeah. If, if I would have let you expand to what St. Louis, you'd go some somewhere else or what? Yes. Um, only because they're big ass pizza slices and stuff. Um, I love pizza head pizza. Uh, I've never heard of it. It's, it's funny because it's actually, uh, a lot of, I think the majority of it, if not all of it is vegan. Okay. Um, but you'll never know. Like I took my dad there and he's like, he's, he does, he wants meat in every meal. Sure. But he ate the pizza. He thought it was great. Okay. You know, um, but they're giant slices down there. And okay. then um, obviously the aesthetic of the place is cool and all that. But yeah, they're giant slices, thin crust, but not cracker crust. Okay. So not like Emo's. Yeah. But yeah. And where is that? That's off South Grand. Okay. We'll have to save that for the local 314 yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Frankie Toko's on Maine. Uh-huh. Um, best barbecue. Mm. So... I went to this little place. This is about a year or so ago. Okay. A little over a year ago. I don't know if they're still there. All right. Popped in there. But down in Cave Springs. Okay. In an old Taco Bell. Okay. There's this, I can't even remember the name of the place, but it was this lady and her husband. All right. And you got a paper plate that was just dripping full of barbecue. She's from okay i think she's from the south and her and her husband would just make the barbecue and it's probably some of the best barbecue there's a taco bell uh, cave springs in like mexico yes but this is where the old location was so it would be one of the side roads i want to say where um Mm. it used to be in cahoots uh the diamond place uh diamond music hall yes okay it's on the side it's one of those roads that don't goes down the side where the where the taco bell used to be there okay that's where okay where they're at yeah those are those are good places when you when you don't know the name yes. and you kind of know where it is. Yes, you I have know to do how like to get a secret there. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, best beer selection. You want to you want to go selection. to a place that you got six buddies and they all drink different kinds of beers. Yep. Where are you going? Oh man, um, Llewellyn's was really good. Yeah, that is for good having multiple like you know very very different taps and everything. Yep. Um, okay. I'm going to take a, this is, this is kind of weird. Let's do and it. It's, it seems kind of odd. I'm in. Let's go. But third wheel brewing company. Okay. Okay. Yes. All of their beers are third wheel brewing beers. Sure. But all of their styles are so different and yeah. they're very inventive and there's nothing like, I like weird beers too, Okay. you know, but there's nothing so unapproachable that people are like, what the hell? Yeah. You know, it's, and if, and I've even taken my dad there again, you know, he's, he's kind of meat at every meal and mm-hmm. he likes his Bud Light. Okay. So I've taken him in there and they've served him like one of their, you know, loggers like or lager. pills. Okay. There. Yeah. And he was like, wow, this is really good. Okay. You know, so it even appeases, you know, to yeah. him. Um, so, um, yeah. So that's, they also have, 
Um, and the last time I was there, it's been a minute, but they have like, you're going to have to correct me on this flavors that you can add in. Yeah. One of their, one of their beers, I believe it's their, is it a weed or half Yeah. 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 And then they have little, um, yeah, little flavors you can throw into them, which is really fun. Expands the selection too, right? Makes it more. Yeah. Yeah. So if somebody likes a little more like a fruity, you know, style beer or something like that, you know, you can get that. Yeah. I want to get the, um, the master brewer there is a female. Yeah. Uh, Abby. She's a friend of mine. Okay. So can you make that connection for me? I'd love to have sure. her on and, and talk about all yeah, things beer. They just won and an award. For? At the uh, second place silver medal. Okay. For their Enter Sandman, which is a red ale. Okay. Um, Another Metallica reference. Yeah. They just won um, for the first time in, what is it? What's the big beer festival that they just had this past week yeah weekend. i know what you mean but i don't yeah, yeah. great american yeah great beer american festival beer festival or something yep. yeah and they just won in fact we we had probably four four area breweries which if anybody knows we've been dominated by anheuser-busch till the sure. 90s yeah. you know and everything so we've had some great uh new breweries open up and everything yeah and um yeah so they're yeah very cool yeah I'll see if i can make that would love that for you yeah this is going to be near and dear to your heart. Okay. Best coffee. Best coffee. <laughs> so I'm, I might make somebody mad, but it is definitely um, Coarse Coffee Roasters. Yeah, I, I thought you'd say that. He's a good friend of mine, but and actually, I'll tell you a little story. When I first, when he first started roasting, he was he was decent. He was yeah. okay. You know, not bad. Um, I had been roasting a little bit longer where I was, you know, and had a little more developed palate and everything and i know this sounds really like i'm a jerk you know Mm -hmm. and everything but he is one of those people that you meet him and anybody can roast okay not everybody should okay brandon should roast okay he has the palate and the imagination and everything okay he hasn't even touched blends yet he's just still single origin and his passion for the coffee and when he picks the greens and all of that is just yeah I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like a, like a, like a wine, yes. you know, like I've been in there and I'm not a coffee drinker. Um, like literally when I go in there mm-hmm. or when I go to Upshot or La Bella Vie, I'm like, Hey, I want like a chocolate milkshake. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want whipped cream on it. Yes. Put a cherry on it. Right. You know, that's, that's the kind of coffee I like, but yeah. I've been in there and he's like, well, this one has notes of I don't, I'm not even going to take a stab at it, but you know, like six different things. And my wife is a big coffee drinker and, um, she's also, uh, a wine, like she appreciates wine, right? Like she can pick up on the notes and stuff. And so she can do that with coffee too. And that's, that's just a different world for me, but that's interesting. Yeah. Of course, uh, number one answer here on local six, three, six podcast so far, um, best dive bar, best dive bar. Yeah. It's a fun one, right? Yes. Yeah. We have a lot of good dive bars in yes. St. Charles in, yeah. in, even in like the city limits. Right. There's a lot of good dive oh, bars. Yeah. yeah. Um, gosh, I want to say I do like, um, Lloyd and Harry's. Okay. On main street. Sure. Um, I've also been to the pine room. Yes. Which is really very really, good. Now I haven't been in there. I heard that they renovated a little bit. So oh, really? I don't, I don't know if it's still dark and dank, <laughs> you know, like it used to be. I wonder what a renovation there looks like. I don't know. I haven't been in there since they've been opened back up, which okay. was only like a month or two ago, I believe. But yeah, that that place. I used to live in that neighborhood, so we would just walk up there. And go okay. In it. 
What's the, um, is it still like Wednesdays where they have a T-bone for like I don't know. nine bucks or something? For, yeah. 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 It's a good deal. Pine room is yeah. good. Eighth and pine. I believe so. Eighth yeah. and pine. And it's, um, it's attached to a laundromat. Laundromat. Yeah. <laughs> like they share yeah. a wall. Yep. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yep. Um, all right, let's go. Uh, you are, you're coupled. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, best date place Ooh, in St. Best Charles. Best date place. Yeah. Oh man. Um, it kind of, you know. Yeah. It depends on the mood, yeah, it right? It depends on what we're, what yeah. we're thinking about doing. Let's say ki- kids are gone. Kids are, kids are gone. No okay. kids. Well, you've got, you've got a night and the kids are not coming back to the morning. Yep. You've got no budget, not a special occasion, but you yeah. just, you want to go out and have a nice time together. Yeah. Well, um, when I first started dating her, she did warn me and tell me that she is not fancy. Okay. Our very first date was Waffle House. All right. And so. That's um, a good first date. Oh, it was awesome. What time was it? it? Was, that's it, the, that's the deciding factor. It was about midnight. Okay. Yep. Yep. We did it. We did it. Midnight. Um, yeah, she had just gotten off work and everything. And so I met her out in Wentzville at the, at the Waffle House. Well, get, I mean, Wentzville at midnight, there's not a lot of other places to go. So. Right. Yeah. Right. So we, um, we like, uh, places like that. Um, excuse me. We'll go bowling. Okay. You know, a couple bowling alleys around yeah. the area. Um, just things like that where, you know, it's cheaper, it's fun, um, not to beat a dead horse, but we do love, we, we like going to third wheel, you know, yeah. hanging out there and they have a lot of events there friends. too. Like it's, yeah, there's bingo. always bingo and bingo. something going on. Okay. Yep. Yep. And even seeing music, um, a lot of local, we have great local musicians. Yeah. Um, so like going to places, you know, um, we did love going to chicken's place because we knew all the bartenders chickens would come out, right. you know, and we would hang out and we knew a lot of the patrons there, you know, have either gone through my barbershop or, right. you know, we've known, I've known for a while yeah. here on main street and everything. So yeah, just things like that. Just kind of how we're feeling, what kind of food it always has to involve food and okay. beer. That is the two <laughs> food things. And beer. So yeah. Yeah. Check and check. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's end this with best happy hour. Best happy hour. Hmm. I usually don't get in on on happy hours okay. anywhere. Um, I'm trialing. Yeah. I'm trial and erroring these questions as well. Okay. Uh, just kind of kind of gauging the response. So, you know, the happy hour thing was something that just came to the top of my head. But yeah, if you're not a, I mean, yeah, I'm usually you're, off after you're, six. Yeah. Well, and also <laughs> like. You know, isn't it the same place that has a good beer selection or the best dive bar? Like, isn't Lloyd and Harry's or, you know what I mean? Place like that. Yeah. Um, all right, let me, let's hit this one. Because um, we do have a lot of choices here. Best ice cream. Best ice cream. Mm-hmm. Or favorite dessert. Best dessert place. How about that? Okay. Expand it a little more. Um, well, I do like uh, Little O's. Okay. On Main Street. Sure. And uh, Jackie will be on. The podcast yes yeah. yes um yeah that's really good because it's again it's an old art yeah that they've brought back to the area with it, the soda jerks and making things by hand it really is and they make their own ice cream mm-hmm. um yeah it, it really is a, a different form yeah yeah probably yeah if we're gonna go just all out you know gooey butter cakes and all that stuff just yeah oh probably, the gooey butter cake yeah I was laying in bed last night and I asked my wife if we had new, I, knowing we didn't, but just yeah. like, you know, kind of like, will you go make me some? 
Uh, you never know. Yeah. She likes to bake, so yeah. you know maybe she made some, but she didn't. Um, well, dude, thanks so much for coming out here. Oh, of course. Thanks for joining yeah. me. Do you want to plug anything? Anything to say? Give us give us the details on the shop, socials, okay. all that stuff. Yeah, um, pretty much. If you go to Facebook or Instagram, um, Rad Barbershop, you look us up. Um, you'll you'll find us okay. and everything. Um, and then all of our barbers there usually have their own, you know, but they're easy to find, you know. Um, What's yeah, the best way to book an appointment? Just best way to book an appointment is to go to our website, radbarbershop.com. Follow the links and it'll take you to our booking site and it's real easy to do. Or you can just call the shop 636-724-9605 um, during shop hours and we can do it right there so it doesn't matter. And then you know. let's also mention too, you do, um, you will attend to the beard. Yes. You do trims, yep. shaves. Yeah. We're full service barbershop. Yeah. So hot towels, straight razors. Oh my gosh. The hot towels. Yes. It's, it's really like nice. a, I've told people and I get, I've gotten crap for it before. Uh, like, yeah, I go in there and trim my beard. Like, well, can't you do that yourself? Yeah, I, I can. Yeah. You can shave at home too. Sure. But it's like, yeah. I, yeah. I want, I want the experience. Yeah. I want that treatment. And what I've told people that hot towel, when you do the trim, it's like a spa yeah. day for your face. Yeah. I mean, and, you just, you'd be surprised. We do get a lot of people that come in for shaves and stuff. And yeah. I think we're getting more and more that reputation of a place that does do that. Yeah. It's a nice, it's just nice to like, I think there's also something kind of, you hit on like, there's something nostalgic about it as well. Yeah. Being able to go in and sit down mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and have a shave Yeah, and you know, you use nice stuff. Like the razors I buy, I don't spend the, you know, $20 on one Gillette razor. And so, you know, having a a nice straight razor shave is a a lot of times a closer shave and it just feels better. Yeah. So, well, cool, man. Thanks for coming by. Sure. Um, We will see you at my next haircut. That sounds good. All right. Peace. Thanks, man.